Hey there, Popoff fans. Ninjas vs. Vampires is now available to stream on Netflix. That's right. If you've been wondering whether or not you should see it, all you got to do is search in Netflix and you can watch it on your computer or your iPad or on your Xbox or PlayStation 3, whatever you use for Netflix streaming. It doesn't cost you nothing because you've already subscribed. So look up Ninjas vs. Vampires and check it out. Also, if you like podcasts, you can go to endlightpodcast.com and check out this podcast, Popoff. You can check out Trek Off, a funny podcast about Star Trek, The Hot Mess with Phil Stamper. You can check out all sorts of stuff like The Suckcast or Ninjas vs. You. A ton of podcasts. They're all funny. You should listen to them at endlightpodcast.com. Now get ready for the first of our nine-part retrospective on Harry Potter. This is Popoff. Boop, 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 go introduce us. Boop, 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 Hi, welcome to the Harry Pop-Off. So, yeah, welcome to Pop-Off. I'm Justin, and with me today is... Some woman... Some woman, you should, they don't know who you are. Like, I clearly know who you are, but they, they don't necessarily know who it is that we're talking to. So give me a hint. Uh, I'm his woman. Yes. Kelly. My woman. <laughs> Mine make meat from fire. Um, and this is, as you might have guessed, the Harry Potter pop-off, but it's not exactly what you've been used to. As a matter of fact, in between these, you might get other pop-offs, but this is specifically our Harry Potter eight to nine part we haven't decided eight or nine uh sort of retrospective on the harry potter movies um we're going to be talking about the books uh very specifically today we're going to be talking about harry potter and the culture and our lives and blah 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 but what we're going to do is we're gonna well first of all what what opens this weekend cal the very last movie oh harry potter part final (laughs) part last um and uh and so sort of in i honor i want to say in honor of that but that that, that sounds really geeky i love that it's very honorable to give it that (laughs) recognition um but what we're going to do is we're going to talk today sort of about the whole series and how we got into it and blah 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 and what it means and then we're going to watch the movie this weekend and then we're going to review the movie right after because we can't review the movie and then sit on it for nine weeks so we're going to review it after and then we're going to start a rewatch um that we're going to encourage you to go and rewatch too um starting with harry potter and the sorcerer's stone and we're going to go all the way through all of the movies and then when we get to the end we're going to rewatch the last movie again and see if our perspective on it changes having the movie before sort of fresh in our minds so essentially the series is going to be an overview and then deathly hallows part two and then parts one two three four five six seven part one and then seven part two again and then we'll wrap it up um and so there are lots of things that we're going to be going over um but first of all uh how did you i mean how did you get into harry potter because you were into it slightly before i was it was kind of the twilight of its time because i kind of mocked you a little bit for liking it (laughs) Um, I don't even remember exactly, but I think it was my mom. Yeah. I think, cause I know she read all of them and I think she read up to that point, which was books one and two, one, two and three were out when we started. Yeah. And I think she just, she's always liked sci-fi fantasy type 
books. Yeah, much more so, than, and not usually popular ones. Usually the more avant-garde. Like you won't you won't see her sitting there reading Michael Crichton's Jurassic Park. You'll see her reading obscure Doctor Who or stuff like really unusual. Yeah, she is a sci-fi reader. She she likes sci-fi books and fantasy books. Um, like that, she got that me, are off she got me path. into the Pierce Anthony, the Xanth yeah. novels and all those. Which interestingly, I was also into Pierce Anthony. Um, uh, I think it's Pierce Anthony, actually. Anthony. I think it might okay. be. Um, but I was also into uh, his books, The Incarnation, Incarnations of Immortality. I had a a uh, a couple of friends in high school that were very into them and got me into them. And they then got into Xanth and I was like, that's girly. I'm not reading that. <laughs> it's too girly for me. Um, but yeah, I think it, I think it was her. Um, who first kind of told me about the books and I thought it was at first like very um, kid-like or something. I yeah. thought like, oh, these are kids' books. Who wants to read those? And and she said to give it a try and I did and I really, really enjoyed them. Now, you read the first one and not yet the second one at the time that the first movie came out. You had read the first one. Um, yeah, I didn't, I don't remember if, if I had read more than the first one or not, but I know I know that when the movie came out, I had actually read the book. Now I was dragged to the first movie um, by I think we went with our friends. Uh, I I hate to use like the term friends at the time, which is which sort of indicates that oh that we're not friends and we don't like they moved away and we don't really see them anymore. There are friends, Braden and Elaine, um, took us to go see Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone in theaters. And while I was impressed by the the visuals um i was not blown away by the movie except the last 15 minutes which i was astounded how dark they were willing to go because the movie was in really i thought really childish um at the time uh, not understanding the context of what was gonna come um but the last 15 minutes goes into a really dark direction and the like voldemort the back of homeboy's head was was really scary it was it was it was a f like frightening images and 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 i was surprised at that but i had not read the book at that point you know hi yeah hi over there that's <laughs> you see that's the part where i pause and then you start talking to fill the space <laughs> that's the idea that's how it goes i take a breath oh, and, uh, yes that's how we do this yes thing. podcasting 101 a um, conversation yes like that <laughs> But uh, yeah, so good, awesome. Okay. So I, 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 um, <laughs> I looked I up some quizzes. Oh yeah, you want to start with that? Yes. So I guess this is like you know if anyone's ever taken a like a correspondence course or taken something like an online course of some kind or even in college or you know in high school a history course you know they often start with a pretest. Um, and so what we are going to do over the course of the next, uh, many, many podcasts that we do, um, we are going to take quizzes, um, and, and Kelly's going to try and stump me with some Harry Potter trivia. Um, I've asked her to not get too terribly difficult cause you can find some really obscure shit. Um, uh, which did I already give my disclaimer about harsh language and spoilers no you didn't okay good well <laughs> sorry kitties you've just heard me say the s word um that we will probably have harsh language and we will definitely have spoilers so listener discretion please uh don't complain because we said the f word and we told you who lived or died so this is the beginning of the spoiler filled everything so yes um so here we go here is the quiz please don't get too terribly obscure the quizzes that you find like 
like I saw one, I looked at one quiz and said, in what chapter of the second book was such and such mm-hmm. character introduced? And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then we'll go, we'll go from there. But go ahead. Shoot. Okay. All right. So Brrrup. buckle your seatbelts. This is a quiz about all seven books with 110 questions. Oh my, really? <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> I'm not kidding. It really is, but we won't do all of them. All right. <laughs> um, let's. You uh, just tell me when you're done with the questions. And no, we'll let's, stop. let's do the, let's do the questions one through 15, one through 15. Okay. Well. The questions are not actually numbered, oh. so just tell me when you think we've done okay, I'll, I'll count. I'll count. Go ahead. Do we have okay. the answers? Does it give you the answers? Yes. Okay. When, uh, yes. Okay, good. You have to select it and hit next okay, question, here and we then go. it will tell me okay, later on. Go. All right. So here's your first one. How many goalposts are there on a Quidditch pitch? How many goalposts? Yeah. Um, and your choices are 12, 2, 6, or 8. Oh, gosh. I would have said, uh, oh, on a Quidditch field? Six. Let's see if Let's you're see right. right. Three on each side, right? Am I right? You're correct. I am correct. There are six. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> okay. Number two. Next one. Hey, next one. What birthday does Harry celebrate in the first book? 10, he, 11, 12, or 13? He, uh, well, it would be um, his his 11th, I guess, right? I don't know. I was, I was going to guess 10. Nope, but I would have been wrong, and you are correct. It's a lemon, two for two, ladies and gentlemen. I am a nerd. Go ahead. <laughs> what is used as the primary means of personal communication in the wizarding world? Owls, owls pigeons, owls, eagles, owls. or ravens? Owls. <laughs> it's the raven. No. <laughs> okay. Where was the boa constrictor going when Harry let him out at the zoo? Oh, gosh. Give me my choices. Choices are Argentina, Brazil, Mexico, or the Bahamas. He was going to Argentina, I think. I have no clue. Let's find out. Whatsoever. I think it's Argentina. Let's see. That answer was not correct. Oh, what was it? (laughs) Uh, He was going to Brazil. Oh, I died. Okay. That's one wrong. Okay, Okay. So here's another one. How many points is the golden snitch worth? Oh, my gosh. Is it 50 500, 100, or 150? 150, I think. Final answer. <laughs> Final answer. I think it's 100. Let's uh, see. Oh, no, you were right. 150. <laughs> I should just go with whatever. Go, 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 go. <laughs> <laughs> and the next question. We've been watching Millionaire, and it's pretty yes. fun. Um, Would you like to phone a friend for this one? Yes, I'd like to call my wife, who's holding the <laughs> iPad. <that has> the <laughs> answer is in front of her. That would be a good choice. All right, go ahead. Okay. What creatures feed on positive human emotions? The phoenix, boggarts, grindylows, or dementors? That would be dementors. Final answer. I'm so confused about that. That's correct, but I'm so confused because I thought they feed on your fear. No, no, no. They feed on your positive emotions. They take, they pull away all of your hope. So they take away all the good, all and the, that all leaves the good, you all just the, with fear. It's not just fear. No, it's not just fear. They, they, it pulls like it leaves you with, with despair. It's not fear so much as it leaves you with fear and despair and hopelessness because they take away everything that is good from you. You can't, they're not Freddy Krueger, right? You can't turn on them and go, I'm not afraid of you. And they go away. They, Mm. they like actually pull the, they because they, if they fed on your fear, just try to not think happy thoughts. Um, no, that doesn't work either. (laughs) If they, if they fed on your fear, I mean, I guess they, 
your fear would attract them. But Dementors, I don't get the sense that Dementors are... Now, here's a question for you. Like, like, are Dementors animals? Or are they... Like, in terms of the le- their level of intelligence. Like, no, are I they... I would have thought they were more... Like, are they... Cause human. Th- because they... Well, they're not human. They're not, not they're, human. They're, but... they're not human creatures. So the question is, are they intelligent? Or are they, like, watchdogs? Because they seem to... Like, they seem to operate more on instinct. And they do follow commands. Yeah. But there, But there are, like... I think in and again we can't say the mo- the movies are let's accept that the movies are their own universe outside of the books that there will be differences between them and they're two different universes but in the movies they kind of show the dementors like running into the shield and bouncing off and stuff so you sort of get the sense that the dementors are maybe not maybe they're not so bright <laughs> yeah that they're not like they're 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 not out there like they just circle around waiting for the chance to come in and get you it's not like they're up there going hello john um how you doing up there hmm. <laughs> Is that, are you having a good day? Are, well, are you are you waiting to eat some some good emotions there, John? Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah. um, so did you you see the Quidditch match last night? I'd like some pepperoni with my emotions today. <laughs> <laughs> I've got your pepperoni right here, John. <laughs> I, I mean Jane. <laughs> All right, go okay. On. Yes. All right. Next question. Yeah. <laughs> what number bank vault contains the Sorcerer's Stone oh, at Gringotts? Shit. <laughs> Is wow. Thirteen. Six six six. No. Seven thirteen or one. Seven thirteen, I think. Thirteen and six 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 are too obvious, and one it doesn't seem like it would be. So seven thirteen. You're right. Yeah, I mean that's sort of process of elimination, but it's like I love. I'm gonna be like the guy millionaire. Well, my favorite number was seven when I was growing <laughs> up, and thirteen was my least favorite number because one was lucky and one was unlucky. But since the stone can be used for good or evil, I decide that it's going to be seven thirteen because they balance each other out. All right, Regis. Right, we're out of control. Okay, that yeah. would actually be an interesting reasoning <laughs> for why they chose those numbers. No, I, I just chose it because one and one and six 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 are too obvious, and thirteen is a little too obvious too. So yeah, yeah. So okay, go ahead. Okay. Um, who took offense? Thank you, Kaplan. <laughs> who took offense to the symbol? Okay, I don't even know how to pronounce this guy. Xenophilius Lovegood okay. war. Um, so Mr. Lovegood. All right. Uh, who took offense to the symbol he was wearing? Was it Arthur Weasley, Henri Muriel, Hagrid, or Victor Crumb? Oh boy. Um, Lovegood. We've jumped ahead. Uh, was Lovegood even in the first book? I don't was he this isn't about the first book I know but all the other ones up to this point have been the first book and oh. I right, let's I say let's say um would this be Luna's dad yeah let's say Arthur let's uh let's say Arthur Weasley okay let's see if that's right I mean it just seems good because Lovegood was at the wedding and it just seemed like they wouldn't give no no it was Victor Crumb Victor Crumb oh, he was the, he was the yeah. Russian uh yeah guy Crumb 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 yeah yeah. I don't remember that. I don't remember him taking offense to a symbol that was no. worn by Could have been the books. Could have been the books. Hmm. Okay. Like I don't in the movies I don't think we meet dad until until Deathly Hallows in the movies. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Okay. Here we go. Um who was killed by the basilisk? Was it nearly headless Nick? No. Nope. The Grey Lady? No. Nope. The Bloody Baron? No. Nope. Or Moaning Myrtle? Moaning Myrtle. See, I didn't remember that either. 
I remember Moaning Myrtle, but well, you're mo- correct. The basilisk, basilisk is in the second movie. Moaning Myrtle's in the second movie. It seems to make sense. By the way, uh, we should uh, let it be known that we're getting this quiz from about.com in the teens section. Parenting teens, and there's a quiz in there. Uh, if you search for it, it's there. We're getting it from there. Uh, so I just want to make sure that we're giving credit where it is due. Here we go. Let's keep going. Okay. This is a stupid question. 12. Skip <laughs> it. Next question. The question was, was what, what birthday does Harry celebrate in the second book? <laughs> the next one, what birthday does Harry celebrate in the third well, book? You would, I, I mean, I guess maybe if you didn't know that the next book takes place yeah. the next year. I guess, but if you're doing but, that, you're not going to know who the fuck the Basil- <laughs> basilisk was. Victor Crumb. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay, go on. All right. How many yeah. fowls are there in Quidditch? 700, oh my 500, God. 100, <laughs> or two? <laughs> I don't <laughs> I love know. these choices. Two. That, that would be my guess. 100 fowls per game. Although it's a very violent, I'd say 100. I'll bet it's 100. No, it's actually 700. 700 fouls. 700 fouls. At which point you which point you get 1400 free throws. Okay, go on. Okay, I have absolutely I don't even know who this person is. Okay, let's find out. Lee Jordan? Does that uh, sound I don't know. Let's let, let's hear the context of the question. What was Lee Jordan's handle on the radio? River, Royal, Rodent what? or Rapier? What? I don't know. I don't know. Go let's on. Let's say Rodent. Wrote it, no, it wouldn't end up. I'll bet it's rapier. It's the sort of thing. Ah, no, is, it was River. This is Lee Rodent. I don't even know. River Tam. I can kill you with my brain. <laughs> All right, let's do let's do three more and then we'll move right. on. Okay. Here's one more. Who enjoys a lively game of head juggle? Nearly headless Nick, Sir Patrick Delaney Podmore, the Fat Friar, or Sir Nicholas de Mimsy Porpington? Uh, nearly headless Nick. I want to say that the the absence of nearly headless Nick in the in the later Harry Potter movies kind of bugs me. I dug nearly headless Nick because it was John yeah. Cleese. It was like, hey, look, John Cleese is walking around. There yeah, we go. I liked him too, but um, you actually were incorrect. What? I would have thought that too. That you know, All being right. that he's yeah. nearly headless, but. I guess you would have to be completely headless in oh, order that's to true. juggle your head. <laughs> so <laughs> it's Sir Patrick Delaney Podmore. Uh, you see, you okay. see the, all right, I'm just going to, I'm going to go, you know, I've, <laughs> I've used bad language and I'll be honest. I think your parents might end up listening to this because we, it is you and I talking about Harry Potter and I've already like said some curse words. Um, and so, Sorry, Mom and, Dad. and so the, the, but the thing is you're, you're going who, you know, who likes to juggle their head and I'm just going, I think, masturbation jokes that i can tell that i can't tell them because i think like anyone else could be listening and go they laugh but i just can't ever talk about nasty stuff in front of your parents so <laughs> so sorry jim and sue we'll, we'll stray away from that i'll be crass but i won't be all all gross so go on okay two more two more questions don't listen to the suck cast at that <laughs> but if you like that the suck cast would be your your cup of tea go on okay how many times was nearly headless nick's nick axed in the neck 45, 50, 75, or 101? I don't know. 101. What's with the numbers? I don't know. Seriously. 101 Dalmatians. No, it was 45. Seriously. Okay, we're going to do one more, but how many of these like questions have had a number as their answer? Between the ages and the bank vaults? Yeah. uh, All right, here's the last one. All right. And and there's... 
there's some yeah. information parenthetical at the end of this question that I don't really understand why it's there. It just says right. submitted by Andy. Okay. <laughs> so thanks, Andy, Andy. Andy, wherever you are. Thanks, thank, Andy. Thank thanks. you for um, submitting this question. Andy is dandy. <laughs> Sweet like candy. Uh, so last question. Who betrayed Harry's parents? Was it Lord Voldemort, Sirius Black, Peter Pettigrew, or Aldous Dumbledore? That would be Peter Pettigrew. And I would have said the same thing. Yep. Yes, that's correct. Yes. You heard that, you heard that Lord Vader betrayed and murdered my father. No, I am your father. Okay. No! A bit confused there for a second. Wow. So... So, like, I'll bet there are people who know all these answers. And I wonder if we'll know all these answers after watching the movie. I think we won't. I think that, like, some of these answers are clearly, they're clearly, like, book answers. Um, which is interesting. We did read the books, but it's been a while. I mean, it's been, the Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows came out, like, two, three years ago, right? So, mm. stop reading the iPad. And <laughs> Kelly's reading ahead. She's like, oh, what is <laughs> Sorry, I saw Kate Middleton questions that look. No, it was more Harry Potter questions. No, all right. Well, maybe we'll hit a couple in the end. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I yeah. Liked, I liked when you quizzed me earlier when we really? were first talking about doing this quiz. Yeah. And, and you were like, I said, I who's, who's the head of know. Gryffindor? You're like, House? I don't know if I should quiz you because i don't know if you'd do so well at it and, and she's said, like yes sure, I, I would i'd be fine i'd have no problems and you said who's the who's the head of gryffindor and you said and i said mr gryffindor <laughs> no <laughs> and then you said no who's the head of gryffindor and i said oh like a teacher i was like yeah um, and i thought and at this point i'm like yeah she's gonna get it this is that lady yeah <laughs> right so um I'm not good with names sometimes. It's okay. It's okay. I'm deer in the headlights when I ask you. I, you pop question? I can pop a question right here. Okay. All right. Um, three questions, and I consider you a moderate fan if you can get uh, two of the three correct. Okay. okay. Um, you have five seconds. What is Snape's first name? Severus. Good. Okay. Very good. <laughs> it took a second. Very good. Um, uh what is, now i have to think of a question and the answer and make sure that i don't look like a fool um uh what is um green no blue green, wait, no ah! <laughs> <laughs> um uh what is the last name of the defense against the dark arts teacher in the second book i don't know um in the second in the second book, book in the chamber of secrets I I I don't remember who was teaching when. Gilderoy Lockhart. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's the one that you would remember. I mean, I guess you'd remember all of them, but that's the, you know, who. Uh, uh, side question: Who played him? Um, that guy. <laughs> it's going well. The director of Thor. No. Uh, uh no. Kenneth Branagh. What? No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. He absolutely did. No, I thought he was played by the guy that that played that other guy. In, oh my god! In, in the this is going so in, well. In the wow, what was that movie? <laughs> you thought he was played by the guy who plays the other guy, and what was that movie? That that movie <laughs> from the books that we like. That um, what? Well, <laughs> 
That you movie, know, you know what I mean. No, I have no idea. That it, movie. It, there's a book. There's an end of a universe, and there's a there's a restaurant there. Wait, you the um, guy? Wait, you think it's played by by um someone from Hitchhikers? Who, yes, Hitchhikers would be the movie that I was thinking of. The guy and, from Hitchhikers oh, that I, was, that had the two heads, but you. The, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You. Oh, I know who you're talking about. That guy's American. So. So there are no there are no Americans. I defy you to I find me an American. I swear that guy was in the Harry Potter no, movie. No, no, and and I'm a bad film fan because I'm actually uh, Sam Rockwell. No, that is it, yeah, yeah, it is Sam not Rockwell. it is not Sam Rockwell. Rockwell, it's Kenneth Branagh. No, it was it, Sam Rockwell. Wow. Is it, yeah. So this is why we didn't do a quiz with you <laughs> <laughs> because it was played by that guy. <laughs> so I watched the first movie, and the first time I saw it, I thought that it was visually cool, and I thought the end was neat. But I really was just not. I was, was a great segue, by the way. I was not. Thank you. So, <laughs> so <laughs> moving on to things that people want to hear about. Um, uh, I was um, not. Uh, I was not what you would call impressed by the movie um, as a whole. But I was put into a situation. And by the way, I was just thinking about the fact that um, I said Brandon Lane is who we saw it with. And I think it might have actually been uh, Pete and Stacy because I think they were bigger fans. So it's hard for me to remember which one it was because it was a very long time ago. Um, I do remember seeing the final Lord of the Rings with uh, Pete and and that someone was sitting behind him the whole time and talking. And that's a bummer. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, we had to go see it. We didn't have to go see it again. But being that there weren't that many things that I felt that I could take my then preteen brother and my sister who was uh my, my sister who i guess was probably nine at the time yeah probably um, about that. uh and there wasn't much i felt that was like a big summer movie that i could take them to but this was one i felt that was semi-appropriate so i took them to see uh this with my mother and um we went and i started noticing things that i hadn't noticed the first time around um things that you know i i was writing off the movie as just being like a kid's movie and it wasn't just the end. There were parts of it that were kind of cool. And given that you know, we were right around the time of Lord of the Rings, I don't remember which one came out first. I think it might have been Fellowship and then this. Um, but I'm not 100% sure, so don't quote me on that. Um, but either way, um, uh, I noticed things that were a little different. I think that 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 probably what pulled me in more was after seeing the first movie. First movie comes out. And I started working this job um, where I was just getting into like, I was wondering whether or not I was going to do something medical, you know, and my job was to basically transport patients around a hospital. And the way that that job worked is that if you had someone who was in a room, a patient who couldn't walk or anything, um, and they needed to, let's say, go get a CAT scan and be, uh, and they couldn't get out of bed then you would move them over to a stretcher and you'd walk them down to the CAT scan and you'd wait at the CAT scan while they got it and then you'd wheel them back to bed and you'd pull them back into bed. And that was my job. And between those jobs, you would sit in a little room and you would wait. You were locked in a closet. Essentially, that's true, under the stairs. Somewhat like. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you'd wait with a little pager and if there was a day when not much was happening, which you could be in there for an hour, an hour and a half. Um, And I just decided, not knowing what else to do, um, that I would take along the second Harry Potter book because I just I'd seen the movie and I was like oh, I guess I'll just read um, and it I recognized that there was the possibility that there was another level of not child quote unquote child uh, 
uh, writing going on because I was a big fan of another series of books that were written in a quote unquote childish fashion called uh, Ender's Game and and oh, yeah. the series of books after that. Um, not the there's a two trilogies afterward. The first second tr- first trilogy after the book Ender's Game is an adult bu- adult like involving adult characters but ender's game and then it has a spinoff called ender shadow and then a trilogy of books um about a friend of his who's also a child it's just about children um being manipulated and then eventually manipulating themselves and taking over the world um, among other things uh happens in these books um and the very first book is subversive in that it's written almost like at a first grade reading level um and then you start recognizing dark undertones and you get to the end and you realize that there's been this entirely other thing that's astounding. Um, and the book takes on a much darker, more adult tone after that happens. Um, and I was sort of prepared after seeing the darkness in the first Harry Potter movie that maybe the book would be that way. And ultimately I didn't feel that the second one was that dark. Now you, I guess were reading at the same time as me that time at that point. I think so. Yeah. I think, I think the first one, obviously we didn't read it at the same time because no. you still have never. I'm ever, looking at it. It's right over there. Read the first one. Maybe that's what I'll just um, look. Look, I'm not reading anything now. Why don't I? Why don't I read the first one? Why don't like over the course of this, I'll read the first one. I'll tell you where I am while we're recording the podcast. Just read it. And then, yeah. So I can. So I can finally say that I have. And then you can, as we go back and uh, watch the first movie, you can see. Well, I won't be. Well I, w- I won't be done. Di- yeah, uh, this. You can well, read it in like. I, yeah, right right we have a new child that's gonna happen <laughs> right um I, Just every time that i have to wake up to feed him you wake up and read a few pages of harry potter oh my gosh <laughs> no um anyway yes yeah. i think uh the first one i i read on my own and then i think from there out that we read them like at the same time or close to the same time yeah couldn't have been exactly the same Especially time. once they started to come out. I do remember kind of distinctly that that we were so interested in reading was it Deathly Hallows or was it uh was it Deathly Hallows or was it the Half Blood Prince that I actually went and bought two copies? Yeah. The, I don't one remember of them, which one it was. One of them I bought because I found them for like most $9. Most of them we'd get them, we'd get it and like we'd, switch. we'd share it and either one would read it first and the other would read it or we'd have like two different ways of marking the page to say which one we were on. Yeah. And mostly just folding the page. Sorry for all you people who think that's bad to do to books. But no, no, that's that's what books want, man. <laughs> uh, the books you're are supposed like, to Please. use a nice little bookmark so that you don't. No. no and the, then the, I could have a little frou frou looking one, and oh you could have one that says like Star Trek or something. And I don't like. <laughs> I don't. I'm not a big Trek fan. Right. To be honest, if you're a Trek fan and you Tune like podcasts, Trek, Trek off, off it <laughs> at the Endlight Podcast Network. Endlightpodcast.com. By Justin. Hey there. Um, <laughs> trick off, bitches. Um, I would like to submit. Um, why? Why am I quoting Alex? See, I I say interesting things, and all I do is like is quote her catchphrases. Um, mm. uh, so yeah, so we got into reading the books, reading the books, the movies came out, um, as we'll talk about when the movies, uh, when we get into the movies, the second movie came out and I disliked it strongly. Um, and we'll talk about that when, you know, maybe I'll feel different. I haven't watched the second one in a really long time. Uh, but I remember walking out of it, having read the second book 
And, you know, my thesis statement, which you will hear later, was that I feel like every single scene in the book was in the movie. But because there were so many scenes, they wanted to keep the movie under three hours. They rushed as fast as they could and basically gave you a Cliff Notes version of the book in the movie. And there's no tension and there's no it just seems like the movie like is the best word I can come up with is every scene. Every scene seems perfunctory. Like then this happens, then this happens, then this happens, then this happens. And I was a fan of the book, but I was ready to, I wasn't going to jump ship on the movies, but I was ready to go, okay, these movies aren't going to be that good after the second one, despite an astounding performance by Sam Rockwell, evidently. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yes. um, He was very good in that. But when, uh, when Alfonso Cuaron uh, took over and directed the third one, and the movies like make this left turn. I rem- do you remember when the third movie came out? We're looking at pictures, and the first thing we looked at was like they're in regular clothes. Yeah, I do remember that. There, it was like they're supposed to be not, in robes. Didn't look very as kid like as well, the first two. Well, the first two, they're looked... not in the uniforms. They're in. Yeah, you're in like jeans. Well, and I don't. Something looked a little bit. I don't know, darker or something. I, I seem it's to remember. A, it's a much darker. That film. it was just yeah. like you could look at the pictures from the first two and they they looked just like like they were movies made for kids. Yeah. And with the third one, it started to look like, oh, maybe this isn't just for kids. Yeah. Well, and and uh it's funny it's funny you should say kids because I think the movie is actually directed by the guy who directed Oh, did Alfonso Cuaron like when I, I'm gonna when I go on my next little rant? Can you look up on uh, IMDb and look up uh, look up the movie Kids and see who directed that? Because it, Kids was this this really risky uh, movie that like some people thought might almost be like child pornography because it was so like it really talked talked about like actual adolescence and it was incredibly sexual and and yeah. Um, so, so, and they, I think if I'm right, I think they brought in that guy to do, to do the third movie, but either way, the movie looked, um, so different and felt so different and, and, you know, brought in, just brought in a level of seriousness and, and more interesting adult character, more interesting adult characters, specifically serious black, um, really just sort of changed the game there, both in, in the look of the film, but, I would say when I was reading the books, Cal, and this is, there was one reference in the very first Harry Potter book to a PlayStation. What? They, they, in the first Harry Potter book, they talk about a PlayStation. I don't remember that. Um, yeah, that like Dudley, not Dudley. Who's the kid? Um, is Dudley the kid? No, Dudley's the, do you remember the name of the kid? I would have called him like Egbert, but that's not right. Dur- the Durs- Dursleys, yeah. Dursleys so- are their last name, but I think it might be Dudley. Uh, Larry Clark. No, I guess it wasn't the guy who did kids. Um, I can't remember what. All right. Well, I'm talking on my ass. Um, (laughs) I, anyway, the, that. I think his cousin's name is Dudley. Dudley? Then who's his uncle's name? Uh. I thought Dudley was his uncle. Mr. Dursley. Mr. Dursley. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember what what I was talking about. Um. You were talking about. Well, okay, no, th- about Dudley. the PlayStation, about the PlayStation. Yes. Um, and when I was reading the books, there was this sense, you know, by the time that the third movie came out, I had read um, all the books, I think through part five, I think like part four, part five were already out. Part four was definitely already out. I don't remember part five was out when the third movie came out. 
Um, but uh, they mentioned a PlayStation at one point. And other than that, the movie seemed to take place in this completely other world. This other, is it in the past? Is it in the future? Is it in an alternate universe? Is it, you know what I mean? It, it seems... Com- Did they not really have a lot with muggles in the, the first no, few movies? No, there were... I mean, he lived with the Dursleys. Yeah, but he lived with well, the Dursleys. Not, I mean, not he, just them, but he like, lived with Muggles. I mean, the first half of the movie takes place with Muggles. But well, the yeah, thing but is, with, is, is, with that family. But like, I I know in some of the other movies there are is a little bit more time spent sure, in the Muggle yeah. world. But starting starting with starting with I think the Half Blood Prince. Um, that's that's the case. But specifically, the way that Chris Columbus, who directed the first two movies, you know, he brought the stylized nature of. Um, he brought the stylized nature of Hogwarts to the real world too. So the the neighborhood in which the Dursleys live is like a cartoon, and the Dursleys themselves are like cartoons. Yeah, and it all seems like a cartoon, and it's all doesn't none of it seems real. And so when we saw the pictures of the third movie, and all of a sudden everybody is dressed like now, like kids today. Um, yeah. It, it makes the transition to, yes, this does pl- take place in the real world, which is why in the, uh, you know, now th- when we get to Deathly Hollows, there's a scene, probably one of the greatest action scenes in the movie that takes place in all things of, in a regular coffee shop. Like yeah, it's, yeah. it's essentially a gunfight with wands. Yeah. Um, uh, and I love how they've gone from just from saying like the spell names to just like they shoot things bullets with their wands essentially and things explode um but i'm fine with it yeah. i I'm, i can live with it where is the spell when they're doing that what where's the spell when they're doing what that? spell you have to oh, be able no, to, you have to say a no spell you don't no you, you do. don't no you don't don't remember in the you uh, just think it i'm such a i'm such a nerd um in in uh order of the phoenix in the book um they when they were in the room of requirement is that what it's called the room that will give you whatever room you need mm-hmm. um uh, when they're in there training the kids, when he's training the kids, uh, one of the things they're training is that you like sort of sub vocalize it or you think it in your head. It's something like that where you don't have to say the spell out loud because, yeah, I mean, Dumbledore is not sitting there naming spell names when he's using his wand. Yeah, I the, guess. the grown up professors never seem to be using those spell names. That's true. So, I mean, and I think that they actually in the book go into that. Um but it's still pretty funny. This, the, it's essentially balls of light that makes things go bluey. Um, <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I, I think that that's the point where the movies turn the corner. And we'll talk more about that after we watch it. Um, I remember specifically the the fourth movie. Um, we saw that one um, on an IMAX screen um, uh, with uh, my brother um, at the uh, National Air and Space Museum in uh not the one in DC, but the one that's just outside of DC. Um, and it was the first time I'd ever seen a real movie on an IMAX screen that was blown up correctly to fit on the IMAX screen. I had seen Star Trek two on I. Okay, so I'm a, yes, I'm a big Star Trek fan. And when uh, when I was in high school, my friend Josh said, "Hey, the national uh, the National Air and Space Museum is going to be showing um, is going to be showing uh, a film on IMAX. Um, going to be showing Star Trek two. Do you want to see it?" And I'm like, "Yeah." go see it on the IMAX screen. So I went to go see it and it was, and this was so disappointing. They brought a regular projector and they played it on the IMAX screen. The sound was pretty good, but the, the, it was like the size of a regular movie screen just projected up on the IMAX screen. 
So, so there was a bunch of just white space around it. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it was. <laughs> it was just a ploy to get people to come spend was, their oh, money there. Absolutely was. It was absolutely. And I'm lying. Actually, I did see. Uh, we did watch uh, Star Wars Episode Two on the big IMAX screen as well. Um, when it was released, that was the first movie we saw. Like the first feature we saw in IMAX was Episode mm. Two. Um, at the natural, we live near Washington D.C., so that's we get to see like. The was cool that the we, one when I was pregnant with Liam? No, no, uh, we, I don't know who that person is because we don't name the kids on the Sorry. podcast. Is that uh, the one when I was pregnant with the baby boy one? No, that was um, <laughs> that was Superman Returns. Oh. Um. Yep. That was on IMAX. I don't know if it was on IMAX. I know it played on the IMAX screen. Oh. Um, but it had great sound. Um, so there. Okay. Um, <laughs> good. It's fun to reminisce with people you don't know. Um, yeah. Thank you, Stephen Wright. Uh, so, um, and then we sort of get into the, the, the final films and the final books. Now, I remember when the sixth book came out. Um, spoiler alert, although we said it earlier, Dumbledore dies at the end of the sixth book. And very famously, uh, Daniel Ross, who was on the very first episode of Pop-Off, who at the time worked at Target, as people walked in, would start singing, Dumbledore dies at the end of the book, Dumbledore dies. And I, that's sort of the rumor. Now, I might be remembering that's wrong. That's horrible, Daniel. I might, maybe I'm not remembering wrong. I don't know. But uh, but yeah, um, he, he was spoiling it for people on purpose. And I was so bummed. I was so bummed about it. Um, uh, but I know that I don't was I was very sad. Well, when Dumbledore died, yeah, you know I I was too. But you know, there's a and Alexia says that I'm that I'm brutal and evil and that I like to kill people. Um, <laughs> I'm not, but I do. Should that perhaps be in some kind of context? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in terms of what how I like things to go in fiction, um, <laughs> but I like that there was cost. I liked that there was cost. That, yeah. That. It that, definitely showed that it was not just for kids. It was well, yeah, not a kid book. Not at that point, no. I mean, and the, the last scene was torturous. Um, and then, of course, you know, Deathly Hallows comes out. And and the book, I remember feeling that the first half of the book was a bloodbath. I remember reading the first half of the book going, going, wow, they're really, they're just like doing away with characters left and right. Of which uh, book? Of Deathly Hallows. Um that's the final book book, yeah Um, first half of it well okay spoiler alert for deathly hallows one um but yeah yeah i mean the first like 100 pages he lost his owl you lost mad eye oh yeah okay yeah you know you had like it just isn't as much but it was just like not done as much in the movie as well um well i mean again we'll talk about this when we talk about the movie i love deathly hallows part one but the fact that mad eye dies off camera just pisses me off a lot um it's like they took some footage of the actor from other movies, put him in for 10 seconds, and then he was gone. And they didn't take the time to shoot him actually getting killed. Um, uh, and then the end of the book, big time spoiler alert. Um, you know, no, I'm not. Let's not talk about the end of Deathly Hallows. Uh, because we are going to talk about that when we get to, like, in the very next podcast. So, yeah. so there might be people who haven't seen uh, Deathly Hallows. So we are not going to spoil in this podcast the very end of Deathly Hallows. Uh, we'll do that after the next one. So, um, I mean, they, Harry Potter is, is is astounding. It's it's rekindled my interest in fantasy. Um, you know, it's whereas Lord of the Rings can be difficult to access. 
I guess both the movies and the films are you got to sit down and go, okay, here we yeah. go. Um, and I love that. Um, I, I think, would it be hard for me to get you to sit down to watch the fellowship of the ring with me in a night? Yeah. Um, no, I have to be in the right mood to do that. And when they it, came out, when they were new and you, you hadn't seen them before, you were as excited as I was. But I think that just the time, the running time. They're just, yeah, they're just so long. And in the in the theater, that was fine. And I'm fine with it, but it's just not your cup of tea. Um, although the Harry Potter films are pushing it now. I mean, I think the last one, I think it's like two hours and 45 minutes, which mm. it's it's part two of a, of a one story, too. So the entire, like the Deathly Hallows is five hours. Yeah. Um, well, and the books, the last few books were, were ginormous, huge. Yeah, it took us. It, I mean, the, the last few took us like like two or three days to read. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I was, I am famously not a Twilight fan, um, and I jumped in and read the Twilight books uh, when you became a fan, and I was mocking it. And probably I did that because of Harry Potter, because you were reading Harry Potter and I was mocking it. Because um, I do that. I'm a mocker. I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, it's how I roll. Um, uh, and whereas in Twilight, I was very disappointed. In Harry Potter, I was, you know, it's been a ride. I've really, really enjoyed, like, being a fan of, of Harry Potter and getting into, like, who's going to die in the next book? What's going to happen? Is Snape good or bad? Yeah. Is, you know, is... I'm really kind of sad to see it ending. Yeah, even, even though, Even though, it, I mean, it's already ended for us in that we the story, read the book yeah. many but I it never it, how long ago, but I get what you're saying though it never felt complete it never felt because we hadn't seen the final movie and there are surprises in the movies you know the, the way that it's visualized and the fact that it is ending is is sad um she needs to make more well she is she's not ruled that po- okay so there's is it Pottermore that's the name of the site that's coming out yeah she's got a new site coming out Pottermore there's um I guess it's also worth noting that we bought and didn't read for a long time the um tales of Beetle the Bard and then mm-hmm. we finally got around to reading it. Was that, it was like, I don't know if I ever actually finished the book. Oh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I think I read like the first few of the short stories in it. Well, I, but I, I didn't read all of them. I think that uh, I think that the I would love to see you know a couple of things. One, if she were willing to, you know, after let's say ten years, you know, once she's made all her money and it's all done license the the world out for other people to write that could be interesting just kind of go you know hey ooh, what if joss whedon wrote <laughs> um like joss joss whedon is already sorry joss whedon is already doing the avengers i mean joss whedon has already been given the marvel universe to yeah. put on film i think that my my geek dreams have been fulfilled um but but the other thing that i would love to see is a i'd love to see a prequel a a like the fall of Voldemort. Yeah. Um. Because there's a there the, the interesting thing about about the way that Voldemort is portrayed, and I'm sure we'll talk about this a little bit when we talk about the fifth and sixth movies. Um. Uh. Not Voldemort, but um. Harry and Lily, especially not Harry's James Potter, mm-hmm. um, is not portrayed in the most favorable light all the time, especially by Snape. Yeah. Um, and like he's getting into trouble a lot. He's a little bit of a yeah. ladies' man, and so it would be interesting to have you know what if the main character in a prequel was actually Sirius Black, and Harry and Harry's father is not portrayed as a great. I mean, I I think that would be a really interesting thing to see how Voldemort comes to power. I mean that that's still 
relatively a mystery and how that happened and how, you know, one wizard, you know, enraptured the entire wizarding world could be an interesting story to tell as well as what happens, you know, to, you know, we wait 10 years and, and we find out what happened to, you know, Harry and Ron's kids and, you know, but it would also mm. be interesting to see what if she does, what if she does it again? I mean, what if she hits pay dirt and suddenly goes, what if she writes a series of sci-fi books, sci-fi teenage slash grown up books, you know, that about like vampires. No, 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 no. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying sci-fi. I'm not, I'm saying instead of, instead of fantasy, what if she jumps, what if she jumps to like a different genre and manages to do like her version of Ender's Game or something uh-huh. like that? Because like actual science fiction. Well, here's what, look, here's what Using, I. Using like science. Well, here's the thing that Twilight does not do. The Ender's Game and, and, and uh, Harry Potter does. Uh, and very specifically, it's that. Twilight does not tell a good story or have interesting characters. <laughs> <laughs> no, that 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 Twilight doesn't craft a world at all. Yeah, that's true. Twilight's in a little town. The characters are different. The Volturi is the closest thing in Twilight, the the stuff in Rome that you ever get to world crafting. Um, but the rest of it is just it's sort of here and now, and these people exist here and now. Harry Potter really crafts a world. She really comes up with you know, a history of this entire world and a, and a way that the government of this world works. And it's, it's an entirely other place. And I think that in a sci-fi context, you know, in a, you know, crafting a, a space saga, I think she could do that too, in terms of, you know, even Ender's game doesn't craft that much of a world, but if she said, you know, if she were to craft an entire universe, a Star Trek style Federation or Star Wars style, you know, it's, like the stuff that she can come up with, I feel like she's creative enough that people would jump on and, and she could maybe do for, she could maybe do for sci-fi, which is right now flailing. It's not doing that well. What she did for fantasy. Mm-hmm. be interesting to see. Yeah. So, well, I guess the next step is the big one is somehow we're going to have to find a way in the next few days to see uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows part uh, two. Yes. Oh my gosh! And then report back and yes, tell everyone, and tell everyone how it was. Uh, it's going to be hard for us to not talk, but I think maybe we should not talk afterward, and just save it till we can turn on the mics. Yeah. Um. So hey, listen, let's do a little business. Um. If you've gotten with us thus far, uh, you enjoy podcasts, and if you enjoy podcasts, um, you will love Trek Off. If you're a Star Trek fan, it's very specific, but it's uh, um, even if you're not a fan, we've got occasional emails from people going, "I don't like Star Trek at all," but you guys are funny. Um. It's it's much more. I don't want to say it's a comedy podcast, but I'd say it's probably a little less cut and dry than this. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, of course, there's pop off what, you, what you're listening to now um, where we hit everything. We hit Transformers, Doctor Who. We hit wrestling. We hit Twilight. We hit. Uh, um, oh, gosh. Uh, lots of X-Men. We just we have a whole X-Men retrospective, actually, that you can listen to. Um uh, there's the Suckcast, which is totally not safe for work. NC-17. Uh, it's our longest running show, and it is uh, it is a blast to listen to. They talk, do movie reviews, sort of, but they're also just kind of talk about debauchery a <laughs> lot. Um, uh, you have the Hot Mess with Phil Stamper. If you if you love like Entertainment Weekly gossip column type stuff, um, crafted in a very sort of uh, smarmy this versus that type of way uh the hot mess is a is a great show um and is that all our shows 
Oh, Ninjas versus You, um, which was intended to be a weekly show. It's our monthly to bi-monthly show um, <laughs> where we interview people um, uh, who are involved in the making of our movies, uh, the Ninjas versus movies. Speaking of which, Ninjas versus Vampires is now available streaming on Netflix. If Yay. you if you were thinking about buying it and if you want to buy it, please buy it. It's really good and we'll send you a free yes, CD. Yes, do buy it. Free CD with uh, with exclusive podcast content that you can only get on that CD. So yes, do that. But if you don't want to buy it and you're on the fence, then you can watch it on uh, on Netflix. Just look it up. Ninjas versus Vampires doesn't cost you anything if you already have a subscription. So do it. Um, all these podcasts are uh, on endlightpodcast.com. Uh, you can watch the trailer for the movies at ninjasversusvampires.com or nvzmovie.com for our movie uh, Ninjas vs. Zombies. Or if you want to go to one place that has all of it, endlightentertainment.com. Uh, you can email me. Uh, I don't have a specific pop, pop-off uh, email, but if you want to talk about Harry Potter, why don't you uh, do justin at uh, trekoff.com. Justin at trekoff. Uh, sorry trekoffpodcast.com um and i will uh read your email and and because we're going to be doing this one kind of very close to real time uh well you know if you email me maybe i'll be able to talk about it and answer anything you want to say uh but you're probably gonna tell me all the things i got wrong and that's fine too because we love it (laughs) um do we have anything else we need to say uh, no, no, I think that's it. this is going to be a ride, man. I look, <laughs> I, I'm actually kind of stoked to watch the uh, Harry Potter movies again. Um, so that's it. Uh, for Kelly, I'm Justin and, uh, pop off. Pop off. Yeah. You have to say pop off. At the end. Okay. Let's try it again. Pop <laughs> off. Pop off. We are now part of the Enlight Podcast Network with such awesome shows like Trek Off, Pop Off, The Hot Mess Podcast with Phil Stamper, and Ninjas vs. You. Subscribe to those. They're going to be fun. It's going to be neat. But we're still number one. Because we're supposed to be. Because we're the oldest. Enlightpodcast.com. Go there.